Ever wonder how Italians make the legendary spaghetti carbonara? This popular Italian dish is also one of the most poorly imitated dishes in the world. We'll show you how to make the real pasta carbonara, as it is served in the best restaurants in Rome. No peas, no heavy cream, no craziness. A simple stick-to-your-rib dish that you can make in minutes. The quicker we make it, the quicker we can eat it. So, let's get started. I am already hungry. After putting the water on to boil, we start by toasting the freshly ground black pepper. Toast the pepper for about a minute on low heat, just until you start to smell it. We don't want to burn the pepper or create pepper gas in our kitchen, of course. But why do we toast it? If you have had a chance to watch our video on spaghetti cacio e pepe, you already have the answer. Toasting the pepper is the only way to bring out the maximum fragrance from the pepper. If you think that toasting the pepper doesn't make a difference, well, think again. Oh yeah, that smells great. I'm gonna transfer it to a small bowl and we'll add it to our spaghetti at the end. It is time to fry the guanciale. A couple of words about guanciale, by the way. Guanciale is the cured cheek of the pork. Similar in flavor, but not identical to pancetta, which is, by the way, a cured Italian bacon. Guanciale is the traditional choice for pasta carbonara, but you can substitute pancetta if that's all you can find. In fact, sometimes Italian restaurants will use pancetta as well. I've cut the guanciale into slices about an inch long and about a third of an inch wide. The secret to perfectly frying our guanciale or pancetta is cooking it slowly over low heat. We want to cook it until it is translucent. At that point, we raise the heat to medium until it becomes a beautiful golden brown color. The goal is to have a guanciale that is crispy outside and soft and tender inside. So we want to avoid losing too much fat and moisture during the cooking process. If you are a lazy person, just toss the guanciale in the pan every now and then to get a more or less even cook. Otherwise, stick with me and turn every piece of meat individually for the perfect cook. Almost there already. I'm just gonna cook it for another minute or so until our guanciale is even crispier. Perfetto. Hey, can you hear how crispy it is? Listen. Listen closely. Now, this is important. We're going to leave the fat in the pan where we're gonna finish off our spaghetti. In fact, between the starch from the pasta and this beautiful grease, we're gonna create the perfect base for our creamy sauce. As for the spaghetti, you want to cook it in slightly less water than normal to create a water that's richer in starch. The spaghetti is now boiling and it's time to make the rich and creamy carbonara sauce. Here I got three and a half ounces or 100 grams of finely grated pecorino romano cheese and I'm beating that together with four egg yolks and one whole egg. The general rule is one egg yolk per person and one whole egg on top of that. It's important to have one whole egg because the conalbumin protein from the white helps tremendously to boost the shine and thickness of our pasta sauce. On the other hand, too much egg white will ruin the creamy texture of our sauce. As for the cheese, we need to taste the pecorino. It's important to use not just high quality pecorino cheese, but the right amount. 
We're using here about one ounce or 30 grams of cheese per person. And here we go. The cream is now ready. All we need to do at this point is add about a little starchy pasta water to melt the cheese before combining with the spaghetti. And here are our spaghetti. We cooked it three quarters of the time recommended on the package instructions and we're gonna finish cooking it in the skillet with the guanciale grease. I'm adding a little pasta water to the spaghetti and also about half a little to the egg mixture. We had it slowly and we stir immediately to avoid clumping the egg sauce. As you can see, the sauce is already changing. The cheese is starting to melt and fuse with the bitten egg. We don't have had clumps or stringy cheese at all. <laughs> Look how creamy and shiny our carbonara sauce is already. And now it's time to incorporate it into the hot pasta. Off the heat. This process is called mantecatura. It's a process very common for pastas and risottis. But first, a couple of flips to combine our pasta with the pancetta grease and our pasta water. A little hop, a little hop, a little hop, a little hop. We already have a little cream forming from the pancetta fat and starch from the pasta water. Bellissimo! Time to quickly incorporate the egg sauce. And how do I know when the sauce is thickened enough? Well, when it's hard to flip. Now time to add the toasted black pepper and of course our crispy guanciale. We'll give it another spin, a couple of turns, a mantecatura. And there you have it, what a marvelous simple dish. A dish <laughs> that will stick to your ribs, as the Americans say. And as you see, there's absolutely no need for heavy cream, no peas or any other extravagant ingredients that you might find in many Italian restaurants outside of Italy, unfortunately. And by the way, in Italy, adding anything else to the pasta carbonara borders on insanity. Let's get it onto the plate and into our mouths. You can find the video recipe for this delicious dish at youtube.com slash piatto recipes, where we have foolproof, mouthwatering video recipes of Italian dishes that you can make at home. Thanks for listening to the Piatto Real Italian Food Podcast. And buon appetito!